hello, wherever you are in the world today. Thank you for joining me on Association Rockstars. I'm Amy Hager here, an advisor here at Vistacova. And I'm super pumped about this panel today because one, they all just met each other about T minus 15 minutes ago. And two, I've only gotten bitten pieces of their stories. So I'm excited to share them out with you all today. We are all talking, we are all CAE. So we're kind of focused on that CAE journey. I know that some people are getting ready for the exam this year, and some people are thinking about getting their CAE. So if you're here watching us live, please comment. Let us know if you're a CAE or on that journey path. And to get us started off today, I'd love for each of our panelists to tell us who you are, where you are, what organization you're with, and your superpower. So Courtney, do you want to kick us off? Sure. I am Courtney Bolger, and I am the executive director of the National Capital Area for the American Red Cross. And I am in the D.C. area. I live in Herndon, but our offices are in Fairfax. I represent D.C., Fairfax, Arlington, and Alexandria. And I would say my superpower is empathy. I am extremely empathetic, which has helped me, and I'll talk more about that um, in this whole career path. Hello, everybody. Uh, good morning from Las Vegas. Uh, one thing that's important for our association is that we have worked with some of our Indigenous members to recognize where we're joining from in the historical pieces. So I'm joining from Las Vegas, which is the traditional um, homelands of the Southern Paiute, who have been longtime caretakers of this land. Um, I am the executive director of the Association for the Study of Higher Education. Uh, we are an association of higher education faculty members, researchers, graduate students, um, people who study higher education, post-secondary education uh, specifically. Uh, my superpower, uh, I was kind of reflecting on this last night and going back to uh, Shrinks Quest, if you haven't uh, taken that, it's a really cool assessment. We've done it with our staff. Um, and typically one of my higher um, strengths is restorative. So just being a problem solver, whenever a problem comes along, um, I'm typically the one that folks call and uh, even coming into this role um, was charged with solving some of the problems of our association. So I would say that's my superpower. Hello, everyone. My name is Lakeisha Miller Barclay. I hail from the beautiful Akron, Ohio. Um, I'm the executive director and CEO of American Chemical Society's Rubber Division. If there's one thing associations have in common, it's very long names. <laughs> um, my superpower, I, I had to really, really think about this, and it finally dawned on me. Um, the staff made me a shirt that says, but why? And if you know me, it's because I ask a million questions, but it's only to drive and pull out of the person just a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. So I feel like my superpower is to help people see um, things that are really deep that they haven't yet touched yet and to help kind of develop that and, and coach them into greatness. I love that. All so, so different. Um, and so let's start, I think, our conversation with about your individual journeys, because the one thing I have learned through all of my years in the association space and doing these interviews is no one's journey is the same. And so, Lakeisha, why don't you go ahead and tell us how did you land at the American Chemical Society in the rubber division? You don't you didn't go to college about rubber, did you? No, so my undergrad is actually in accounting, and just like many people that are in the rubber industry, we kind of 
bounced our way in, as we like to say. Um, <laughs> we didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know there was a rubber industry other than tires, you know, so everybody automatically assumes and thinks of. Uh, we actually launched a website, you know, notjusttires.org. But for me, um, it, I came in to actually uh, teach the last director of finance administration. So I came in um, as a contractor, I own my own business, and I was just coming in to just do some accounting uh, education. Uh, that person ended up leaving, and the executive, prior executive director reached out, and I've been there for going on 15 years. Oh, wow. So, oh. yeah, started July 2007, so it blinked, and 15 years have gone by. So I came in through the door of accounting. I love that. And so then... Um... How long have you now been the executive director? Has it been all 15 years or did you kind of move up the ladder? No, so the prior CEO uh, retired and I, I took the reins January 1st, 2020. I, we all remember was a, a little something happened in that year, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> um, so I had about 60 days of normalcy before that word we all know now as part of our regular language, COVID came in and took over. Um, I had all my checklist, my 90 day list and all these different things. And um, one of those things had been the CAE. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I haven't had it. I haven't had a normal month yet. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to whatever that means. I'm not sure. Yeah. It would be great to uncover that. <laughs> right. Well, I, the, the best thing is um, they say the trial by fire. So there really isn't much that I haven't yet encountered that. Um, so for me, I don't know what's going to happen when it you know, gets, to, gets to normal, you know, is it, do I slow down? Do I actually get to sleep at night? You know, all those kinds of things. So I'm looking forward to finding out. <laughs> That's for sure. That's exciting. Jason, how about you? Yeah, so my undergrad was pre-law. I thought I was going to law school. Uh, very quickly decided that wasn't it. Uh, so kind of at the end of my senior year of college, I was super involved and said, I want to stay in college forever. What can I do? So I went on to get my master's in, in student affairs and student affairs is like folks who work on college campuses, like your dean of students, your residence hall directors, uh, Greek life advisors, folks like that. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay in college forever. Just work on a college campus forever. Uh, after that, I'm like, maybe not. I, I obviously had a few career changes, some life changes. So I actually uh, worked for a national nonprofit for four years after my master's degree uh, and then ended up with an alumni association, which is interesting because I was thinking about this. We really don't think of alumni associations as associations, but they are. There's a lot of overlap. Uh, so worked there for a few years and said, you know what, I, I think I'm ready to really get back into higher education. Um, so spent a few years doing my PhD, uh, finished that and was job searching and said, I could be a faculty member. That would be really great. I could do some policy stuff. I really enjoy higher ed policy. Um, or I could go back in the alumni associations. Uh, it happened when the month after I defended my dissertation, this job became available. And I said, well, I get to work with faculty, which is what I have interest in. I get to work for an association, which I have interest in. And I get to connect to policy, which I have interest in. Okay, this is perfect. perfect. <laughs> um, and now I've been here three years and I'm just really loving it. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, and so then do you think because you had that prior, I guess, nonprofit experience, like that's really what 
turned you on to it or was it on your radar before that at all? This was not on my radar by any okay. means. Um, I, I think having that nonprofit experience and kind of looking through this position description, I'm like, well, event planning, I've done that. Fundraising, I've done that. Uh, staff and volunteer management, I've done some of that. Um, and I also have kind of the content expertise. Like I had my PhD in the area where my members are. So I also have a little bit of street cred with them, you know, which has helped out a lot. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Courtney, how about you? Well, I would, I guess my story is a little bit different. Um, I finished my master's in public administration in 1992, and I thought I wanted to run a government and be in government service, uh, mm. but there was a huge hiring freeze in 92. And so my original plan didn't work out. And I went with a, an IT company right here in Northern Virginia, mm. um, did that for three years and um, really knew I wanted to be in the nonprofit world. And so then took a job at the local chamber of commerce. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed as, as Amy and I've talked about, you know, connecting people, representing the business community uh, and got very passionate about workforce and education. So I left the chamber, went over to the school system for almost 10 years where I did all of their business relations. So I was connecting businesses with schools, um, mentoring programs, tutoring programs, extremely rewarding. Um, and as I wanted to grow in my career, I, I didn't know how to take all of that experience because business and industry relations in a school system I mean, to your point, Jason, I did some marketing, I did some outreach, I did some fundraising, but, you know, it was all, it wasn't one job thing that I could say I did. So I hired a coach and uh, hired a coach who kind of looked at my resume and I said, you know, am I looking at marketing jobs or am I looking at this? And um, I ended up being the assistant director for membership um, and business development for the International Association of Fire Chiefs. And I loved that. Uh, we had over 10,000 members, um, but I was also connecting businesses and doing sponsorships. And then from there went to NAOP, which is the Commercial Real Estate Association. Uh, while I was at the Fire Chiefs, I thought this is where I wanna be career-wise. So I got my CAE, got very involved in ASAE, then went to NAOP where I was a vice president and in membership and then uh, chapter membership and chapter relations. So I had 52 chapters and now I'm the executive director of the Red Cross. So I have really decided to stay, but um, it was kind of a weird way to get there. But uh, once I got to the fire chiefs, um, I really fell in love with the association world and I knew I wanted to stay in that and be an association executive. I love that. And so then when you think back and talking to anybody who is looking to enter the workforce nowadays, graduating college, maybe getting PhDs and masters and things along those lines, what do you all think the best advice is that you can give to someone coming into the industry? And Lakeisha, do you wanna start us off with this one? Sure, I think um, the first thing is just to learn what the industry actually is. So one of the things I was completely unaware of uh, when I entered into this uh, space um, is that there is truly an association for everything, um, every <laughs> industry, every degree, every hobby, every everything. So I would say, you know, as, as Jason alluded to, you know, if you have a passion for something and, you know, you are just trying to find your way, 
look into the association to see if that's something that, you know, is there a, a path for you there? Is there anything there that kind of uh, catches your eye? Um, and then I, I think the other thing would be to learn the industry. So you may come with one aspect of it, but being in an association, are we're here to serve the industry, you know, whatever that particular industry is. So there's so many different types of jobs that are available. Um, like, like Courtney said, from membership, you know, in the politics side and um, lobbying, there's just so many different things. So learn the industry. And lastly, learn the people that make up the industry if you're a person like me that didn't come through the industry. So, um, you know, I, I associations kind of have one or two decisions. They, they have one way or the other to lean when they're looking for an executive director. Go with someone like Jason that has, you know, that background in the industry or someone that has more uh, a different path, which would be maybe more business and, and not necessarily association. But all those skills can still tie in. Um, but just learn the people that make up the industry. Uh, I walked into a world of scientists, chemists, and engineers, and I'm an accountant by trade. Um, and I remember one of the first shows I was working in our store and, you know, people walked up and said, hey, should I buy this book with a title this long or this book with a title this long? And I said, both of them. <laughs> that is the right answer. You need both of them. Whatever it is, you need both of them. So um, learn that it's, okay if you don't speak all the language but learn some of it so that you you can actually you know relate to it and and have uh relationships with the the members that you will be serving in whatever industry that you find but there's plenty of jobs in the association world yeah plenty of different roles ways to explore i love it i absolutely love it jason how about you yeah, so obviously my story is a bit different coming from the exact industry. I was in higher education. I had my PhD, which most of our members do. Uh, mm -hmm. So that piece about like getting to know our members, I was one of the members. Um, I was a member before I took um, this position. So for me, it was much more about learning the association world uh, and really learning that fairly quickly, you know, coming into this role, it was, I, I had some previous experience, but also uh, it was more so in nonprofit versus associations, and there's some um, differences there, a lot of similarities, but also some differences. So figuring out, okay, how do I work with the board of directors of a nonprofit corporation and really connect with them and um, sharing with them, like, this is not a faculty meeting or a faculty senate meeting, or this is not how a university is governed. At the end of the day, we're a nonprofit, but we're a business. So bringing in that business perspective was something a bit different for me and where I really had to uh, learn a bit more, but something that I've really enjoyed the, the CAE and being involved in the association, um, just the association world and having uh, folks I can rely on has been tremendously beneficial. So for me, it was when this opportunity came along, it was, yes, I have these experience, I have these skills, I have this knowledge, but also I'm going to have to learn a bit more. It's mm -hmm. not just, I, I know the industry, it's I have to know how to run something that's part of the industry, like run this business. Uh, so for me, that was kind of the learning curve. Uh, so for folks who are currently a member of an association and considering like going and working for an association, I say do it. It's it's great. Like I said, you have some street cred because like you know the members, you know these things, but there is still that other piece of learning about just how to manage an association. I love that. And I think too, like sometimes that flow works really well. And because AZE and 
you know, the Institute for Organizational Management has great fundamental 101 trainings for you to come in and learn the association space. Like it's totally doable, right? Um, and it's so funny because when I hear the two of you talk about your journeys, it reminds me when I was applying for the job at the Bed and Breakfast Association of Virginia, I was their first executive director ever. And they were a 25 year organization. And it was down to me and another, it was down to me who I never have owned a B&B and I barely eat breakfast and an industry innkeeper. And so I really had to lay out the plan of how I would get to know the members, how I would understand their day-to-day. And it was literally me going and staying at B&Bs and playing innkeeper with them. So I understood like how much work is it to actually flip a room, check in guests, make breakfast, all that stuff. And it was so much fun to get to know what the members do day in, day out, and to kind of live a day in their shoe are their shoes. So I totally agree with what both of you are saying. Courtney, how about you? Um, Well, I was thinking about uh, one thing I would say to young people today about looking at associations is I think one misnomer is that, you know, the pay is not great or they don't have as good of benefits. And I would argue that um, don't don't, um, discount uh, nonprofits and associations, many of them are competitive in the marketplace um, and, and very respectful as far as, as, as benefits and salary. So I think that that it's a, you know, I, people should look at associations because the jobs there are, are phenomenal. And I would say to somebody wanting to come into an association, if you want this to be a career path, a whole world for you, um, then, and when you get your first job, start learning the whole organization. So, you know, I got in as a business sponsorship, but then I really got into membership and I learned membership. But at the same time, you can't really understand membership unless you go over and understand government relations. What do we advocate for? You know, when I was at the fire chiefs, I really wanted to understand. I went out when they would allow us and I would go to a training academy. I'd learned how to fight a fire. I did a ride along. Really sink yourself into the whole organization, you know, from from the CEO down to accounting to understand that organization. Then going for your CAE, you really understand um, the whole. I, I don't think you can understand your job, even if it's graphics and communication or marketing, unless you understand the whole association. So that would be one of my recommendations. And I think too, like when you come in and advocating and asking, um, you know, as a manager, I always let all of my staff see our monthly financials and we talk through those. We talk through goals and retention. I take them and let them come to a board meeting because it's important for them to get exposed early on into what it is like to be, I guess, at the VP or C-suite level. And I think too, then that does help them decide, is, is this actually the industry that I want to stay in or, or is it not, right? Like not everybody's going to want to run a board meeting, right? <laughs> and so I think you have a good point. And Courtney, you kind of have another unique story to you. And I know Courtney personally, so full disclosure, we live <laughs> near each other and we play Bunko together. Um, Courtney, can you tell us about your daughter and how she got started in the industry and, and where she's at and why she made that choice? 
Well, she um, she graduated from Miami of Ohio with both her undergrad and her master's in four years in political science and thought she really wanted to be on the government relations side, mm -hmm. but really looked at associations because of what she had been exposed to through, through me. Um, she enjoyed going to my conferences and seeing the International Association of Fire Chiefs and, and NAOP. And so um, as she applied, she ended up with the American Trucking Association. And uh, she's going on three years there where she has, you know, three 18 wheelers and 24 captains that she manages across the country. Um, and she's really enjoyed getting to know trucking, which included infrastructure and included um, uh, getting to know all about our, our roads and our trucks and even human trafficking. So um, now we compare our, our association stories, but uh, um, she's now looking at ASAE and some of the young professional uh, organizations so that she can hopefully one day get her CAE, but she's decided this is the career track for her as well. I like it, bringing up generations of CAEs, woohoo. <laughs> So talking about the CAE, Jason, I want to ask you first, um, you know, why, and you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but why was it important for you to have a CAE and to go and sit for the exam? Yeah. So my first year in the role was, in this role was 2019. So that summer uh, I attended what was, I think, Associations Management Week or something that C um, ASAE used to offer. I don't think they yeah. offered anymore, but it was kind of like a one-week boot camp for uh, just learning different things about association management. Uh, that next January... Oh, wherever I'm you are in the world today. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so that next year, I'm like, okay, I, wa I want to continue this learning. How do I do that? Uh, and folks had talked about the CAE during that week. So I looked into it and I said, okay, I'm going to commit to doing this. It's something for me to one, continue learning. Uh, like I said, I have a PhD, so I'm just a big nerd. I like to read. I like to learn. Uh, so it allowed me to continue and deepen my learning. Uh, come, so this was January, 2020. I was scheduled to take it May, 2020. And as we talked about, things happened in early 2020. Uh, so part of uh, the benefit of studying for this is it gave me things to do during lockdown. Um, in those first few months of COVID lockdown, uh, I was able to like read the books and dive into the material. Uh, but it's been such a good uh, opportunity just to deepen my learning and to make some connections. Like there are things that you know when you do the job, but like reading these books, uh, it really helped to make connections for me. Uh, the other thing is like the, the books that for it are right here. And especially the law book, I pull out fairly often. I'm just saying, okay, let me look this up real quick. Uh, so that was, that was really helpful. And for us as a small staff association, we have three full-time staff members. Uh, it's kind of uh, when I, I, I do everything. So I'm the executive director, but the chief financial officer, the person who plans a lot of events. So I kind of do everything. So uh, like Courtney was saying earlier, like having the breadth of knowledge um, and just being able to, uh, again, connect those dots was so helpful for me. And the last thing that I'll say is like a funny thing from it is like, 
my partner, everywhere we go, he's like, this is my partner. He's a CAE. And I'm like, people don't necessarily know what that is. He's like, <laughs> but I'll that. explain it to them. It's okay. I'm like, I also have a PhD. He's like, yeah, but that's less important. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so my partner who works in the medical field has valued the CAE for us. So that's also great. <laughs> I like that he's leveling it up for you. <laughs> Anyone uh, can do a PhD, but CAE is totally different letters. Right? <laughs> And Jason, it's funny you mentioned that law book. That is my absolute favorite book that I have that has all the markings and all the tabs and everything. So I totally get it. Courtney, how about you? Um, I got my CAE in 2012. And, you know, to the point, I, the law book, yes. Um, mine was really about budgeting because I wasn't a big person in budgets. I hadn't come from an organization that gave me a lot. And so I really wanted to learn. And I can't remember the name of the course, but ASAE gives a course kind of like Association Financial Management for Dummies, where we kind of played like a, a game of Monopoly. I don't know if y'all have taken that course, but um, it was phenomenal. And, you know, the CAE was important to me because I knew I wanted to be an executive director. And so I needed to be comfortable with the things I didn't like, like budgeting, like law, like, you know, the things that I just didn't know. I felt like I knew membership really well. But um, again, to what I said earlier, it's so important for you to understand the whole organization. And the CAE really gives you that background. Um, and, you know, I never really thought about uh, the board conflict of interest statements, a lot of the legal stuff that a board of directors has to deal with, fiduciary responsibility, and the CAE teaches you all of that. So I think you're a better executive and um, can represent more just by getting that CAE. So it was extremely important to me. How about you, Lakeisha? I'm hearing so much of, of, both, of both what you are both saying. Um, so for me, I started the journey in 2019 um, when the prior CEO was making the announcement that he was gonna retire and, and people, are you gonna go for it? I was very comfortable living in my finance world. You know, and that's kind of, um, that's my comfort zone. Um, but I am a glutton for punishment, but I also am a forever learner. And like you, Jason, um, anything that can be set as a goal, especially with education, I just somehow cannot resist. Um, and I, once I did a lot of research and understood all the value that it brings to you, you know, as the, the word street cred, you know, when you walk in and you have your CAE, but to know that I'm in the, the company of people that take their leadership seriously. And it's not just, I know how to check boxes and make sure meetings are set properly and the, the minutes are recorded, but you really understand the depth of what it means to run an association, board development, staff development, volunteer development, all those things that take and make that are required for us to know in order to have a successful association. So for me, it was really just um, validating uh, as I was getting ready to, to take this position on that one, I knew what I was doing and two, that I continued to learn. And every time, every, every, every CAE credit I've taken has been so valuable to me. You know, I don't care if it's a half a credit or one credit, those continuing courses, um, I've never walked away from a webinar like, well, that was a waste of time. It's no matter what I think I know, there was room to know more, to learn more. And then just to be able to see and listen to these other CAEs that 
you know, can walk in and say, when you have any issues with board members, you know, this is the best way to handle it. When you're looking at restrictive budgets, this is the best way to handle it. When you're having a shortage of, shortage of volunteers and you need to find new people for development, this is how you handle it. So there's this whole little mini micro world of people that take what we do very, very seriously. And I, I love it. So I, I couldn't wait to get my initials on my business card and threw the first set away, even though they had just come in the mail. It's like, I don't care, <laughs> throw them away. <laughs> and then we haven't been able to even be anywhere to hand them out, but that's okay. I, I still have the whole fresh Double box box. of 500. <laughs> so soon, as soon as everything is, you know, we, well, we're back because we, we've had ours and, you know, others are continuing to have theirs too, but just yeah. forever learning. And I just want to continue to make sure that um, I know best practices and, and the best way to lead. I love that. Well, I think I want to end today's session. And I know we're at the top of the hour. If any of you need to boogie out, feel free. But I'm curious to each of you, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Who wants to go first with this one? I'll start. I'll okay, I'll Lakeisha. Go for it. <laughs> I, I'm the firstborn and oldest of nine, so I don't know how to not start. Um, for me, it is um, exposing as many people to this industry. Uh, and, I, and when I mean industry, I mean our industry inside our association as possible. Um, our organization it was founded in 1909. It's very old, but it's got a core set of people. And um, my, got, my job is to make sure that there are as many different people that are exposed to this industry for jobs, for education as possible. So I am out uh, talking to people that have, I'm not gonna say been ignored, but just not been the primary people that have uh, been sought after. So women, the young, you know, all type of minority groups. Um, I just wanna make sure that they know that this industry is here and we're here to support jobs and careers. That's awesome. And I would just add, um, you know, I guess my legacy, I've always been very passionate about mentoring young people and especially mentoring young women. And I, I hope that I will leave a legacy to both my children, both girls, you know, that they can do or be anything, but also just a legacy for working moms that, you know, you, you can work, uh, you can be an executive and, and you can have a family. Um, it's not easy some days, but it, it can be done. And I know I had a lot of guilt early on in my career and um, everybody said, well, when your kids turn out okay, then you'll, you won't feel as guilty. And um, so they're turning out okay and chose the association world too. So that's, I think my legacy is more, I've seen a lot of transition and a lot more um, trying to support young moms and uh, young families, you know, trying to, to make this, to make it all work because a lot of us have to do that. And so I, I hope that's a little bit of the legacy I leave. Yeah, so I'm thinking of two things. So one from the staff perspective is I would like to leave the organization in a really good place for my successor. Um, previous to me, the organization had grown very, very quickly. And I think our previous executive director was just kind of hanging on um, and was ready to leave whenever um, she left. So um, that transition was a bit more rocky. So for my um, successor, just having a really smooth handoff. 
The other piece for our membership is really continuing to make our association as inclusive as possible. Um, we're dealing with folks who are getting their doctorates typically, which is a very elitist space, um, still a very white space. Uh, our association has done a lot to diversify over the past few years and just really continuing to do that. Uh, our members, like I said, study higher education and through their research have the ability to make higher education um, more accessible, um, allow folks to have um, better success within higher education. So if our membership is more inclusive, more diverse, I think that has a ripple effect into higher education and who's able to access higher education and be successful in higher education. I love that. Well, folks, it has been a great time getting to know you more and getting your amazing insights. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your journeys. And thank you for all who have joined us either on replay or um, live here in our Facebook group on YouTube or our podcast. Until next time, Association Rock On. Thank you.